One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast, Grey's Academy. I am one of your co-hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your co-hosts, Carmen. And it is a beautiful day to podcast and have your allergies just completely explode all up inside of your nose. Yes. That's, uh, that's what you're you experiencing right now. If you don't live in right Tennessee, now. there's pollen. <laughs> Everything is yellow. So I have the sniffles and I will try not to sniffle into the ca- uh, camera, into the microphone. But I might. <laughs> But that, Everything that's is why yellow. I sound ill because I have the snifflies, but it's not the COVIDs, yeah. it's the pollens. Yes, which so. are basically the same thing. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. Uh, speaking of, of COVID, I, and I'm not going to jump in too far into this, but I'm also watching The Morning Show. I don't know if you've watched it at all. I have not, um, but I have heard it's lovely. It's really good. Um, and they're just tackling COVID now. So, like, it's funny with that they're talking and... Uh, one of the people they sent over to China, they're like, yeah, there's some sort of respiratory illness that got like 20 people go ahead and fly over there and just report on it and then come back. And then he goes there and then like 900 people get hospitalized. They lock down all of Wuhan and he has to quarantine for 14 days. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then Jess was like, Oh, this really happened out there like this. And I was like, yes, Jessica, (laughs) where were you living under a rock? Anyways, times. The before Grey's times. Anatomy, the before four. Um, okay, so yes, Grey's Anatomy. Let us discuss this episode, which is the 19th episode of the second season and the 28th episode overall. And it is called, What Have I Done to Deserve This? Sing me the song, Carmen. Oh my gosh. Finish yawning biggest, and then sing the me biggest, a song. <laughs> That is like the single biggest yawn I've ever had in the middle of a podcast. It's been a long day. Uh, anyways, so yeah, what have I done to deserve this? Uh, I think that's what uh, Kelsey says every day when she thinks about our friendship. What have I done to deserve this? Um, so this song is by the Pet Shop Boys and um off of the album actually which was released in 1987 and uh this is actually the single off of the album which was released august 10th 
1987. So, uh, interesting song. I'd never heard it before, before this. Um, it is funny though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the lyrics that I had specifically, um, written down because one of the lines in there, um, looking this up now now i need to find it because i don't think i actually saved the note i think i screenshot it somewhere uh anyways so just even that first line you always wanted a lover i was like okay again i so i I actually listened to this song uh at uh at work on uh the way home today so before you watched the episode before i watched it and then when the recap hit and they referenced mark I actually thought Addison and Mark were going to sleep together. Um, and I don't know why. I just had a feeling. Clearly, I was wrong. But then, uh, you know, I bought you drinks. I bought you flowers. I read you books and talked for hours. I thought, okay, maybe this is about George, but who knows? And then, um, you know, it turns Oops, out, you know, so being it's very about George. Very about George. Um, big George episode. Yeah, this, this, this a lot of lot of stuff happening in this episode with george um anyway so looking at uh chart ratings so this song actually charted in a lot of countries which is very interesting and i had to kind of put my my head back in time to the 80s and like you're looking at synth pop bands um so it reached as high as 22 in australia 11 in austria five in belgium uh three in canada uh, two in Finland, two in Finland, uh, number one in Ireland. Nice. Uh, the, yeah, the Netherlands reached number two, New Zealand number six, um, Norway number nine, South Africa number 16, uh, Spain number five, Israel uh, number one, uh, and it reached as high as number two in the United States. Um, there was uh, on the Dance Club songs billboard, it reached number one. <laughs> But uh yeah, so it's it's just very interesting. It it had very good uh chart performances across the whole world. Uh but it didn't uh, it didn't stay there very long. It ended the year after its release at number 50 in uh, the United States and uh nowhere else did it uh stay higher than uh 42 at the end of the year. So it didn't it didn't have longevity, but a fine song, uh not one that I would listen to again um <laughs> you know it's fine uh but there's a lot of the songs in the 80s i feel like are very hit or miss right yeah. like they're either really good or they're really just not uh it's like 70s disco songs some of them just don't age very well but uh that's what i got and what have i done to deserve this george um oh. is the title of the episode um so, yes, this one was written by Stacey McKee, directed by Wendy Sansler. It aired February 26, 2006. Uh, 24.76 million views. This is the first episode not narrated by Meredith. Yes, I did. And it's, it's a straight out of the playbook of Scrubs. Um, they they have a lot. Of, so every episode is voiced over by J.D., uh, uh, Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Thank you. I was going to say Zach Efron, and I knew that was not the name. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Zach, Zach Braff. But they have a lot of different episodes that are uh, voiced over, or it's like they do something weird where, like, they – They'll say, you know what? I got to get out of my head today. And then he high fives someone and then they take over the episode for the day. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Donald Faison, um, 
uh, John C. McGinley, um, uh, the girl who plays Elliot. Oh my gosh, I am drawing a blank on her name. Oh, Ooh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Chalk. Sarah yeah. Chalk. Um, uh, is that her last name? It's definitely Sarah. Sh- Sarah C H A L K E. Shocky. Chalky. Chalky. Shalky. Shalky. I don't know. Um, Anyways, but yeah, it's it's it was straight out of the playbook, and I noticed it right away, and it actually got me very excited. I was excited to hear George's perspective on this episode. Uh, yes, so that was, you know, okay. Uh, Netflix synopsis, let's check it out. It says, Meredith and George suddenly find themselves at odds at work. Bailey finds herself treating Addison for an unusual feminine issue. Mm. You know, okay, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Can I, (laughs) this episode actually was really good. It was. Until I just, I want to say that scene where you actually see what happens between George and Meredith. Yeah. So uncomfortable. Really don't like it. Also, I don't remember the last time I watched this episode because it's very George heavy, which is not my favorite. Um, But I did remember what happens. And I remember that they showed it at the end. So watching it with that information, I was like, the way he's acting. Okay. I like want to phrase this very delicately because obviously this was like a very unfortunate sexual encounter. Very unfortunate. I feel for both of these people. I feel, I don't think any, I don't think George took advantage. I kind of think Meredith took advantage in a way. Um, but I, I just feel like he is acting as though she has done something with malicious intent. And that's not, he, he has every right to have his feelings hurt, to be heartbroken, to be like very upset and to feel uncomfortable around her. I feel as though he is acting like she did this intentionally. And while I do think that she made a mistake, I just don't, really understand his reactions if that makes sense yeah actually so i know that so if you've listened to the last episode you we're kind of on this all over the place kind of stream of yeah. consciousness <laughs> track we, we 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 you know we'll figure it out we'll get at it some together. point in our lives um so i will say i the way that they were building it up i didn't expect for it to be like that yeah um i didn't expect to it for it to be in the middle of having sex, she starts regretting it. And I saw it more of like, they would have had sex. And then she says, Hey, thank you for that. Thank you for being there. But just FYI, I'm not into you and this will never happen again. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I saw it going. And then man, it was just not that it was not good. Very awkward, very uncomfortable. And like, you can tell he's like, so he's like this is it he's like I've, yeah this is his peak in life yeah i've i've the one the girl that i spoke to for five minutes and decided that i love finally <laughs> is having sex with me we're going to be together forever because i told her that i'll always love her even though we aren't even dating yeah and yeah i have a lot of feelings about that that i think will lead up more to in this yeah. episode in general Okay, yeah, so let's hit the recap. Obviously, George and Meredith were sleeping together at the end of the episode, or it was implied right. that they were sleeping together. We just sleep together. Uh, Mark was there. 
flashback to Denny. So did you know Denny was going to show back up? Yeah. As soon as I saw Denny, yeah. I was like, he's either going to die or he's going to show up. Um, Alex and Izzy, Olivia, a good, good, good episode for Olivia. Honestly, real good episode. Really good episode. I like that. For Olivia. Good closure um, for Olivia. Yeah. So again, Thatcher, uh, which I was like, does he come back in this episode? No. So when I saw the recap, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not in this episode. Um, so I think they were just trying to play up that Meredith was sad when the whole George oh, thing went down. Oh, yeah. I truly, Makes that's sense. the only thing I can figure out. Yeah. Um, and then Bailey's husband was in the hospital and Derek saved him. I think that was it. Well, there was something about uh, they, they made sure to call back. Uh, like, who's this Mark guy? Oh, he's the guy that I saw. Oh, with, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's when I thought, oh, something's going to happen with Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark. Yeah, I did think the way they set it up in the recap, I was like, again, I was like, Mark's not in this episode, right? Like, he's not in this one. He didn't go back for this one. So, yeah. Um, the recap was confusing to me. I was like, I'm not, am I watching the right episode? But yeah, it was just kind of, I think, emphasizing like, hey, just so you guys know, there are problems for everybody. Yeah. No one has their shit together at all in Shondaland right now. Except for Bailey. Bailey's pretty much always Except, good to go. But Randa yeah. Bailey Sha- is the queen of all. Chandra is living in Chandra yes. Um, Okay. So, yeah, we kick off George narrating, talking. It's clearly the morning after. He's the uh, voiceover is insinuating that he maybe is having regrets. They made a bad decision. Shocking. <laughs> I also, just on that, I was like, oh, okay. So... Maybe George, that's all he needed to realize that he doesn't actually love her was my initial thoughts. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, you, ever, you ever, like, want what you can't have, and then when you get it, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I definitely think there's, um, it's easy to put someone on a pedestal and then, yeah, like, without yeah, them yeah. doing anything, really, and then you've just given them a very long way to fall without really them doing anything. Um, okay, so Derek and Addison are in the trailer. And I hate Derek so much. Um, so Addison, She's way too nice. Addison wants to talk to Derek. And he's just like, I am the worst and I hate you. And I will not speak to you, but I will make us stay married for no reason. And direct quote, that's what he said. Um, but basically, she's like, I just think if, if you want to talk, like we could talk. It's fine. And he's like, and then also a direct quote. She says, she's like, you know, normally when you're mad, you yell. So like, don't, don't you want to yell? You haven't yelled yet. And he goes, I don't want to yell. And she goes, you don't want to yell you. And I just thought that really says a lot about Derek, that that's how she classifies. what his reaction is always yelling. I'm like, is that the healthiest? No, but it's fine. What I thought is that she wants him to yell so that she could turn it around on him and then be like, I loved Mark and we had sex for a long time. It wasn't just one time. And that's why I was like, oh, you're that's what I thought. She was trying to like poke the bear so that she could be justified to let it all out in one one foul swoop. I thought it was a guilty uh, yelling thing. But then the episode ended in a very different way for that. I think she just wants to him to yell until she feels like she can be like, okay, have you yelled enough? Can we move on? Um, so then she takes the dog out. Uh, so then, uh, Meredith is trying to sneak out and George is trying to sneak out and then they see each other 
And they're like, uh, but then Alex just stumbles out of Izzy's room and then Izzy stumbles out of Izzy's room and she's like, oh, we slept together again, whatever. And then and Meredith Izzy and George is run just, away. Izzy is just having the greatest hair day of all time. That Literally. Is very early morning sex hair. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So hot. So attractive. I love it. It's big. Marry big me, <laughs> Izzy from 2007. Um, and then they are all in the locker room together and Alex, Izzy and Christina are like watching George and Meredith be awkward. And they're like, what happened? Someone needs to tell us what happened. Something clearly happened. And then Alex says that he thinks George walked in on Meredith having sex with Mark, which would have been hilarious, (laughs) but it did not happen. Can you imagine, though, a world where Meredith and Mark sleep together and Derek finds out? That's the world I want to live in because, man, I hate Derek. <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is that never happens because you're using I hindsight I didn't happen in this, in this episode, so um, <laughs> this is the last episode ever, so I guess it never smooth, happened. Smooth, smooth. Um, uh, on that note, I, though, hold on, yeah. let me say this. I watched the most recent episode of Grey's um, and in the current 18th season and it flashed back to like season one and i was like this is very surreal there were like a couple of flashbacks of just them like walking around the hospital and like being little baby interns and i was like wow this is wild <laughs> so it's just like jarring yeah i i'm excited to get to that point uh, in 10 years in 10 to 12 in 10 to 18 years and we actually decide we want to stick it into overdrive uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just, uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting uh, to think about if uh, Mark and Meredith were to have sex and what that would look like for the down, the 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 fallout from that. But I don't see that happening ever. <laughs> um, and I mean, I didn't never see George and Meredith boning, so. <laughs> really, um, really saw, also didn't think Izzy, Izzy and Alex were going to get back together either. Yeah, I also, so it's funny, I actually wrote down, Alex is somehow going to be involved with with the truth getting out, uh, because nice. I thought, yeah, I actually, I, I was like, I wonder if Alex and Meredith are going to have like one of their little fireside chats that they've been having recently, because for some reason, Alex is just Meredith's confidant for all the weirdest shit, and vice versa. I think versa. it's because they know that they won't judge each other, because they're both kind of crappy at times. And I feel Fair. like they also have an understanding of like not having their lives together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, we go and meet them, meet the first patient, and it's that guy and his fiance, and they're like she's she was having a trash. She's a trash person. I hate her. Like it's weird. It's like I couldn't think of the right word because I was like, I don't want to say bitch because again that seems like malicious and she's just selfish she's so and i also i wrote this down and i'll say it later but i'll say it now when she leaves i'm like i don't understand because if he dies and you're not with him you would still be sad it's not like oh i broke up with him i will no longer be sad if this man dies does that make sense like yeah (laughs) i know i also understand it even if we are being what what's the term when you do something nice for someone but really it's to make yourself feel good? Selfish. Altruism. No, altruism, altruism is when you do something and you genuinely don't care yeah, about it's it. It's not if, for you, Ed. It's a selfless good deed. 
So just selfishness is when you do something good for someone else and you just want to feel good about yourself. Is that just yeah. selfishness? Okay. Probably. If in <laughs> I, there's probably a word. Nature, probably. Nah, yeah, that's it. Uh she she could have just stayed with him when they decided to do the surgery because she's like, worst case scenario is he's dead and we're broken up anyways. Yeah. Best case scenario is I get to marry the person that I want to marry. Like, yeah, you, there was no losing if we're looking at really selfish shit. And then she breaks up with him and then he dies. It's well, he doesn't die. He <laughs> yeah. goes into the the anyways. Fuck it. I hate her. She's stupid. Amy, yeah, you can it suck bad. it. It was bad. Um, anyways, but before the, before she's bad, she seems nice. (laughs) Um, and she's like very concerned about him and she's like, we're going to get married. I just like want you, like, we are optimists. We want you, you know, all this stuff. So anyways, um, so Izzy and Christina, oh wait, no, sorry. I'm in the wrong spot. Okay. George is asking Christina if Meredith said anything to her and she's like, no, leave me alone. I'm at work. Um, Addison <laughs> comes out of the door and she's very obviously having some kind of personal problem because she's walking down the hallway, not normally, and everyone's staring at her. I it's thought she had a wedgie. Funny. Um, at first I feel like I'm like, I could see them playing it as a, I mean, I knew what it was, but I was like, I could see it coming off as like a UTI, um, but yeah, it definitely looks like she has like bugs crawling on her bottom <sighs> or something. I, I genuinely just just thought it was uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like she was like with a wedgie or like something was going on. But also uh, I'm realizing, too, that I know that guy. Yeah, the guy from uh, the guy with who married to Amy or the, the fiance yeah, the of Amy. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know him from 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. You know, a lot of that was filmed here in Chattanooga. Really? Yes. Wow. I like Chattanooga even more. Now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll move there. Oh my God. Um, you <laughs> uh, I think that's all I know him from, but I'm looking through his, so his name is, uh, Mark Herolick, Mark Herolick. He's also on the morning show, ironically enough. Um, anyways, so is that where to... you know him from? No, no, it's <laughs> it's definitely from Forty Two. No, no, I, I'm I'm watching the morning show now. Yeah, We've so you watched haven't seen him one. on it yet. I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, he's been acting since '83. Yeah, yeah, he has quite a resume. When I was looking him up. Mm, for sh- for living in Shondaland. Yes. Which we'll get to because I actually wrote it in the middle of the episode today. Oh! <laughs> I love uh, it. Um, okay, so then we meet Derek's patient, the little boy with the head injury and the two dads. And it's, I, this family dynamic is so funny and very, very relatable. Like, it's very, like, I am that panicking father in, like, absolutely every scenario. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure you are. But in, in, in a much outwardly a much more calm way yes but if that yes, makes you but feel internally better. that's how i feel a lot of the time with scarlet <laughs> uh i know the kid from heroes i believe oh i looked him up and he looks very different now <laughs> yeah i need to i need he to is find jacked cast he cast. is very very muscular 
Why can't I just look at the cast? Just give me the cast here. Okay. All right. This is all just the worst. I hate the internet. <laughs> um, so they are, they like order tests to make sure that there's nothing else going on. Cause they think probably it's a concussion cause they got hit in the head with the baseball, but they have to make sure that there's not any other issues. And the dad is like, should we see the little league team? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, I did like that line. Uh, also, can confirm he's he's from the show Heroes. That's how I know him. Jess the kid. Mariano. Sure. Who's that from, person? Uh, one of the boyfriends from Gilmore Girls, obviously. Oh, you mean Rocky Balboa's son? Yes. I also yeah. mean that. Which in Gilmore Girls, far before he actually played Rocky Balboa's son, they make multiple references to him like looking like a young Sylvester Stallone. Really? Yeah, there is one Ugh. where Lorelai says, like, she's asked Rory what she's thinking about, and Rory's like, oh, nothing. And she goes, oh, really? Nothing wouldn't happen to wear a leather jacket and pull off a very convincing Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And, and that was, like, years before. <laughs> so okay, all right. I like I like Gilmore Girls now. Nah, I'm a fan. Um, okay, so then... um. Tucker is being discharged. Addison's looking for Miranda to give her an exam. Um, and then we find out that Addison has poison oak on her vajayjay. And at that Which exact, is hilarious. It is very funny. It's very not fun to think about, but funny in this scenario. And also, it's like that exact moment, the narration George says, payback. And I'm like, you know... <laughs> That seems for like that seems fair. It's not like you know, a lifelong illness. It's just like you know, it seems like a fair revenge situation, a karma situation for life for cheating on your husband. Yeah, and the bit. whole episode is weirdly about karma, right? It's it's yes, like that's it's the, like that's it's the, the theme. whole central plot. Yeah, it's like the writers said, karma. That's Let's our plot. That's our it. mission. <laughs> What have um, I done to deserve this karma? Yeah. Or uh, Shonda comes in and she's like, hey, guys, the, the North Star for this episode is karma. I don't care what you do, but and that's. Go. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, writers. Um, can you imagine, though? Like, have you ever had to wipe in a forest with like a leaf? No. I've I've had to do it for pooping like twice in, in no. Boy Scouts and camping way back in the day. And I can't Ew. even imagine on my anus. Having like poison oak blisters on my I have had poison ivy a lot growing up, like right by the woods. Um, and I've never like I never really had anything terrible where like just calamine lotion didn't do anything except for one time I was raking the backyard and there was like an undergrowth of poison ivy under the leaves that I was unaware of. So I was out there raking in it for like eight hours basically. And then I did have, to, but it was like just on my lower legs, but I did have to go and get like a steroid shot to get rid of it. Cause it was miserable. It was just so much. Cause I had no idea how, cause sometimes, you know, you just like walk through it and then you're done. But I was like in it for basically eight hours. So <laughs> good uh, times. I don't believe I've ever had poison Ivy. Not that I can remember. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a reaction to poison oak. I think it will really only, I don't know how common it is here, but poison ivy, we definitely have, especially growing up in like, like I said, a more wooded area and like playing outside and being in the woods a lot. So good times. But now I definitely am always on the lookout for it because <laughs> I oh, yeah. don't want to do it again. 
Imagine rubbing your eye after exposing the poison ivy. Yeah, no thanks. Um, Okay, what's worse? Would you rather have poison oak on your on your eye or your vagina? Probably my eyeball. Because I would just put like an ice pack on my eye for like the whole day. I would get one of those like ice eye masks and just put it on the whole day. Yeah. And just try and sleep. That's fair. That's fair. Like what about you? Imagine you were your eyeball or your ball balls. Uh, I think I would have to do the balls. It's so different though because it's the balls are external, right? Yeah. yeah. Granted, it would be moist and it would be like percolating in in the 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 the, the, the boxers, but yeah. the eye I couldn't imagine working or be on a conference call. Like, hey guys, uh, thanks oh, for I coming would, today. You, you would just not go to work, obviously. I, yeah, I guess that's fair. I could just call in sick. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, anyways, okay, so seven minutes, 33 seconds, title card, right after Addison's with JJ. Um, okay, so then we see Derek discharging Tucker, Bailey's husband, um, and I think someone comes in. Oh, yeah, he at Bar- Derek asks if uh, Miranda's driving him home, and he's like, yeah, she is, but she's with your wife right now. She, like, said she needed a console or something, so... Then we see Bailey treating Addison and she goes to get the chamomile lotion. She has to give her the steroid shot. It's bad news bears. Um, Alex. She's out cracking (laughs) jokes too, which is great. And she was like, man, these blisters are bigger than the last time I saw them. Like it was two seconds, Bailey. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then Addison's like, I didn't make jokes when you were in the stirrup. Um, Missed opportunity. Um, So, uh, Alex is asking Meredith what happened and she's like, it was bad. And then the kid is like, one time I kept a raw egg in my drawer for a month and then I smashed it in my teacher's grade book. <laughs> and Meredith goes, well, it was worse than that. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, he, he reminds me of like a knockoff Taj Maori. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but I did look him up. He is super guy? buff smart now. kid. Smart guy, yeah, yeah. Smart guy. He's okay. a smart guy. <sighs> Those Maori children. Oh yeah, Good for them. So talented. Um. So <laughs> this is George and Christina and Burke are working on this patient. <laughs> I love this. This scene, scene so is much. so funny. This, this is, scene is so good. Very good for just so good for and, everyone involved. And, honestly, <laughs> Christina's like, I can feel you pouting. Stop pouting, and they're like having a back and forth. And she's basically like, get over it. And then Burke just clears his throat. And Christina's like, I'm not being inappropriate. He's being annoying. And she's, and Burke goes, that's not very nice. And she goes, well, I'm not a nice person, which is a mood. It's, it's just funny because he's just like, that's not nice. Like a dad. (laughs) And like, imagine, imagine you telling Scarlett, Hey, that's not nice. And she goes, I'm not nice. Like, okay. I would have uh, I to guess be like, I well, have... that's, that's karma for me. Yeah. <laughs> because same. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but you're not a mean girl. No. I'm just, but, but you can be not nice without being mean. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. that, that basically sums up Christina. She's not mean. Yeah. She's not a, she's not a bitch, but she's not no. nice. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you when you describe her, you wouldn't say nice, but you also wouldn't be like, oh, my God, she's so mean. You would just be like, she's blunt. 
She's aggressive. She's has a strong personality. Yeah. Yeah. But so, not yeah. a bitch. Not yeah. an asshole. Um, okay. Now so you, then, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, <laughs> the Christina's like, okay, well, I want to work on this aneurysm or whatever. And, or I want to work on this tumor. And they're like, oh, it's not a tumor. It's an aneurysm. It's not a tumor. So that's when we find out it's bad news bears and they go and they tell him and they're like, yeah, the surgery is really risky. You could just die, but you could also just die walking down the street. So good times. Have fun picking which way you could just die for no reason. Yeah, I, I haven't done the research on this. Do you know what actually causes aneurysms? Because that's just like, I, I actually went to high school with a kid uh, whose, whose dad died of an aneurysm. And, and it like r- got to his brain and ruptured and, the, and he like bled out and died. I what even like causes I aneurysms? I hear brain aneurysm more commonly. Like I have known, like I think I had a professor in college who several years later passed away from a brain aneurysm. And it's like, you just don't know you have it. And then you have it. Well, yeah, that's what they were saying. Like, you're going to be fine until you die. Yeah. Or like, but a lot of people who die from it, they don't even know that they have it because there's not really any symptoms that go along with it. I mean, sometimes there are the brain ones. It depends on what part of the brain, but I think it's just like a blood clot. Like, I think it's just a very large blood clot that can get into the wrong spot and like block certain things. So like he was having chest pains because it was around his heart. Sometimes when they come in, like patients have come in with like the ones they'll, they're like having headaches. And again, depending on where it is, it's like not that big a deal, I guess, for them to take care of it. But sometimes if it's like right in the middle of the brain, that would be a bad, bad spot. But yeah. Yeah. So I think it just depends. But I, I think it's just a, a blood clot that just gets in like the wrong spot and can't blood like clot, your body can't wrong spot. break it down. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's scary. It's scary yeah. to think about. Uh, but yeah, the way they deliver it, I will say I made a note in, um, I know it's not in this scene, but it, it's, it's not too far from here, but I wanted to point out, um, Christina's showing growth in her, uh, bedside manner because yeah. I think that she was, she was direct with that guy about having the surgery, but she wasn't yeah. like an like like an actual mean person the way that she was to uh our our severed fingers smoking oh, musician yeah. guy right like very different way that she handled that conversation yeah. maybe maybe burke is making her soft because it was a yeah. relationship who knows it's also very different because i think with the smoking thing she can blame the person and be like well you're choosing to smoke but with this it's like well he didn't do anything wrong he just yeah. has an aneurysm good point but i do i do agree that she's again blunt up front, but not mean. And especially people who have, you know, already stated in the episode, like, Oh, we're super optimistic, glass half full, like happy people. Someone like that is going to take it way worse than someone who is more like, just give it to me straight. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yes. So, uh, they're like the surgery super risky, but you need to decide soon because otherwise, you know, it could just burst and you could die. So then <laughs> this is good. They're outside and George is like, Oh, they just seem nice. And then he goes on like a very long rant about karma. And then, uh, Dr. Burke just goes, good God, O'Malley, what the hell did great do to you? <laughs> it's so I funny. I love it. It's so good. How, how at this point, no one just went to, they boned is yeah. beyond me. 
Like, yeah. It took Alex going, so what? You fucked them. Who cares? Yeah. To for it to like get come to a head. Uh, but because like, I how think the no thought one... process is surely that Meredith would never do that. Uh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> it, yeah. That's all I can figure. Anyways, we're going to pause for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. <laughs> nice. Okay. So Mark Herlick, who we've already discussed, Keith, was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder and one episode of Scandal. Ooh. Matt Roth, who is the, his name is Michael. He is the dad of the kid, but not the panicking dad, the calm dad. The calm one. Okay. Um, he was in one episode of Private Practice. And then Ann Cusack of the Cusack family of fame. John and what's the other sister? Joan. Um, Amy That's the wife She was in one episode of Station 19 One episode of Scandal And five episodes of Private Practice So good times Have any of the people That we've met Been in episodes together yet? Do you know off the top of your head? Is that So like okay This this person is in an episode of Scandal And that person's in an episode of Scandal (laughs) Are they in the same episode? Have we had any people who have like met up in different Grey's Anatomy universes and but like in the same episode of another Shonda show? Has that happened at all? Do we know? Um, I definitely will not say that it hasn't because I don't know for sure, but I don't can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I did look it up and these were different episodes of Scandal, so they weren't together. I feel like we need we should have gone and, and made an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> to cross reference this at some point. Um I know how much you like Excel spreadsheets. I do love them so much. Um, okay, so we're back with the kid and the dads, and he has a small brain bleed, and the panicking dad is still panicking, and this is when he's like, Let's sue everybody. It's very funny. Um, I just find that family to be the dynamic is just delightful and hilarious to me. And I love it so much. And so progressive for 2007, six, six. Yep. Shonda can, Shonda's good. She's good. She gets her representation in in a very organic way. And I love it. And no one even exploded in a, in a bomb this episode. Right. <laughs> Who knew? Um, okay. So then, Alex pages Izzy to the ambulance bay and she's like, oh, there's an ambulance. They just paged me. He's like, no, I paged you. And he gives her a cupcake and it's very cute. And she's eating the cupcake and they're all flirty and kissy. And then Denny rolls up. Bump, 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 bump. Denny's back. Denny is back in a big way. And then some. So that's fun. So she immediately is like, I'm going to go with him. And she's already overreacting. She's like all listing like 800 things they can do. And Burke is like, can you just calm down, please? Um, And then the chief finds Bailey raiding medical supplies. And he's like, you need to leave. And she's like, no, I'm not here. And he's like, what the hell is happening? And it's very funny. I love them. I, so much. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then Christina, this is the when we get the scene with Christina talking to the couple. And then she's very blunt. 
Uh, he's like, are you trying to comfort me? And she's like, no, I'm trying to convince you to have this surgery, which <laughs> I feel like later on. This is in the, the series, scene I was talking about. Yeah. I feel like later on in the series, there's a lot of things when patients are like, should I have the surgery? And the doctors always say something along the lines of, oh, I can't answer that. You have to decide for yourself. We can't influence your choices. And then I see scenes like this and I'm like, okay, which, which one is it? She is just telling them to do it. So. Well, it's whatever she wants at the time that she wants it. Apparently. Um, so that's good times. Uh, and then, okay. Izzy is just, it's too much, right? She's just immediately overly involved. It's been a while since we've had uh, a storyline where she's too involved and we're just right back in it, right back in the bullshit. Yeah. And it's, it's weird though, because Alex is like watching this whole thing yeah. And I think, correct me if my timeline is wrong, we meet Denny right after the Olivia thing or right before yeah. the, right after the Olivia right thing, after. right? Yeah. 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 So it's interesting timing. And then I know I'm jumping ahead, but then there's that scene where, is it Christina's like, dude, she's never going to see you. Oh, or no, Meredith. I think Meredith. Yeah. That's yeah, when, yeah. yeah. They're having their fireside. Yeah, you're, she's never going to see you the way that she did before the Olivia thing. Like, yeah. she's she's yeah. just fucking you, which is yeah. fine. You guys are having fun, but she's not seeing you like a boyfriend the way that she did back then. Yeah. Which is sad. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Burke is kind of like eyeing the Izzy and Denny situation, maybe picking up on some vibes there. Um. Bailey's still treating Addison. <laughs> and then we find out she's like at or Miranda asks Addison how this happened. And Addison says, I slept with Mark. And he's like, she's, he had poison oak on his penis. <laughs> like, no, I slept with him a year ago. And this is my karma. Basically. She's like, I took the dog out because Derek hates me and I didn't want to wake him up. So I peed in the field. And now I have poison oak on my vagina <laughs> and then she's crying and it makes Bailey lactate and it's just uh, a mess and hilarious all at the same time. A lot of layers to that joke. That's 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 multi-layered humor there. Yeah. Very good. Um, and then the chief comes and he's like, you need to leave. What are you doing in here? And she's like, I'm lactating. And so he just gets uncomfortable and leaves. And I'm like, you're a medical professional, sir. I feel like it's fine if you just address this normally. Yeah, exactly. But whatever, it's funny. Um, and then uh, we go back to the kid, and he has like passed out because of this brain bleed. And Derek has to drill a hole in his head, and they're trying to kick the dads out. And the panicking dad is like, "No, we're not leaving our son. We want to stay with him and make sure he's okay." Which very respect, like a respectable love it. Um. So he drills the hole in his head. The blood shoots out. He wakes up and they're like, yay, you're back. And then the dad's like, yay. And then he vomits. <laughs> so I wish I, it funny. was funny. I wish I could have seen the projectile vomit. I wish for any of you that, that know this, this show who have heard, uh, I think puke is so fucking funny, uh, but I have to see it. I think it's always a cop out when they, they lean away and they make the puke sound. Uh, yeah. I like when they commit to the bit and there's like something in their mouth for them to actually puke up. Gross. Uh, it's just so funny. It's hilarious. I love it. And then the lady was even like, okay. Then. Yeah. She's like, Oh, great. <laughs> so good times. Um, 
Also, don't stay in the fucking room. Don't stay in the room. <laughs> I mean, they let them. They let them stay I, in there. I don't believe a world Trauma, exists where they actually let them in. Um. Okay, so then we're back with Denny. He wakes up and starts flirting with Izzy immediately. Alex gets annoyed. They have to, to regulate his heart. They have to electrocute him while he's like, do the paddles on him while he is awake, which is ouch. Um, so because Alex is mad that Denny and Izzy are flirting, he's like, Hey, can I do this? And Burke's like, sure, you're an intern learning experience. And then he takes out all of his aggression via electricity. And um, looks directly at Izzy yeah. when he's frying Denny's body with electricity. And it works. It fixes his heart. And Denny is like through the agony, still flirting with Izzy. It is yeah. just the most. And I'm like, this is someone say something. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Well, it's, it is funny. I mean, he says, man, what does he say? I should have, I should have hit gotta, you for making me yeah, yell like ass. a girl. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. For making me yell like a girl in front of a woman I'm trying to impress. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's cute. But like, yeah, this is a hospital. People yeah. die here. Like you, <laughs> like you are about to currently because your heart is garbage. Yeah. Um, so Derek chases down Dr. Bailey and he's like, tell me where Addison is. And she's like, no, you don't get to know. And I'm not going to tell you. And then he goes, well, you have to tell me. And I'm like, bitch, please don't ever tell Miranda Bailey. She has to do anything for you. You are Derek Shepard and you are the bottom of the totem pole. And so Bailey's like, no, I don't. And he goes, well, you have to tell me because I saved your husband. And she goes, well, she saved my baby. And he's like, oh, baby Trump's husband. (laughs) Bailey's like, yes, yes, baby does Trump husband. (laughs) I'm going to go on record and say, no, that it does not. I'm so shocked that you feel that way. And but I also, baby doesn't trump wife. Baby doesn't trump wife. Baby doesn't trump husband. I feel like most husbands would say that baby does not trump wife, and I feel like most wives would say baby absolutely trumps husband. So, and that's 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 I just don't agree with it. Don't agree. Well, with that's it. because you don't carry the baby in your womb. No, I carry the baby in my ball sack for my entire life until I hand it off to the wife at the until right time. Until you waste it into a sock. Oh, ugh. I never understood that. <laughs> like, weird, coarse. Ugh, no, never understood it. Nope. I don't. This is an off-air conversation. Um, <laughs> if you're uh, out there and you're masturbating into a sock... Stop it. I think it's more... Okay, we're going to have this later because I think you're understanding the situation incorrectly. Um, (laughs) I think maybe I am. Uh, So George and Meredith are still avoiding each other. Girl, George goes to talk to um, the fiance, Amy, and she's sad and she's stressed and she's like, oh, I basically like I jinxed it by keeping all of these receipts. And he's like, it's not your fault. And this is when we get... Meredith and Alex's little chat. And so this is when kind of everything culminates and explodes, which is very, very good series of scenes in my opinion. And it Um, it for sure explodes. Yeah. And so he's like, Oh, so you slept with O'Malley big deal. And Meredith is like, he told you. And Alex is like, no, (laughs) you just did though. Yeah. And so, Alex is very nice and not judgmental. And he says, I love this. I wrote this down. When your life is sucking, you get drunk and sleep with inappropriate men. It's your thing. And I find it charming. 
And I think that's just very funny um, and a cute moment for them and their friendship. But they talk about it. And this is when they have the kind of disagreement because Meredith is like, well, you're saying it's forgivable for you to sleep with Olivia, but not forgivable for me to sleep with George, which very different situations, but neither, not really up to either of them. What's forgivable because they're not the person that has to do the forgiving, if that makes sense. Right. So, um, anyway, so George of course walks in and hears them and he's like, I can't believe you told him you like, are I, you're just, I thought I knew you, you're just terrible and I'm the victim and everything is awful in my life for me, George. And, um, he runs away, then proceeds to scream it in the hallway. So now everybody knows. And when he yells it, of course, Christina and Izzy are like, what the hell? You slept with George? Are you kidding? And so then he gets mad that she hadn't told them. And now he's mad that he did tell them. And then he falls down the stairs. It's very Like a dumb little bitch. (laughs) He like somersaults sideways down those stairs so bad. I I was like, man, that guy, he just broke his arm. He only dislocated his shoulder. But like, he was like, dang, you just hurt yourself. In this moment, I wrote karma because shut up, yes. George. It's Ugh. it's enough. Shut up. So funny. Um, he dislocates his shoulder. The song Wait, they are playing. Hold. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, the no, song no. they are playing when when he is waiting to get his shoulder reset is one of my favorite songs from Grey's Anatomy. It is called "I Hate Everyone," <laughs> and it is like a very upbeat song about like being, uh like in and around near people like in scenarios with people and they all suck. Like when you're behind someone in a really long line at the grocery store and they decide to pay it all pennies and like, it's just a very funny song. It's, I enjoy it a lot. So when MySpace existed, it was my MySpace song for a while. Oh, of course I never did MySpace. Uh, I skipped MySpace, went right to Facebook and, uh, also never have done TikTok, and also, um, I think there's a new thing around now that I haven't done. TikTok um, is risky business. Yeah. But there's, it's all videos on Instagram and Facebook. Now you don't even yeah. need TikTok to get lost in videos. Um, yeah. I, I did want to talk about that scene with, with George, Alex, Izzy, Christina and Meredith for a second, because okay. they, they all have become this group of friends, right? Like they're the main characters on the show. And when I think of other big uh like sitcoms uh or, or or comedies if i think of scrubs um all of the main characters end up paired up so you've got jd and elliot um turk and carla dr cox and jordan they all all six of those main characters end up together when i think of friends right ross and rachel J- uh, Chan- chandler and monica not garbage uh Ross and Rachel, yes, garbage. Joey and Joey, Joey should have ended up with Phoebe. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> but this, this so far, coming in it from hindsight, I really am not seeing the full dynamic of the show, of like the the love relationships that they're trying to build. I understand that they're trying to pit the Addison versus Meredith thing with Derek. I get it. I have no idea which way that's going to go, but I truly don't want Derek and Meredith together, even though I'm sure that's the way the writers are writing it. They want you to want them together. I don't want, in any world, George and Meredith together. So the fact that it came out like this in their group of friends, so annoying to me. 
Right. I, I, it, well acted, incredibly acted. But as a viewer, I actually did not like the the writing setup to this whole scene in general. That's my take. I'm great acting. It was perfect, flawless scene, wonderful scene. I just don't like the 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 way the direction is going. Yeah. Am I in the minority on that, or, or were you were you a fan of how this turned out while you were while you rewatched this? I mean, I'm a fan of how it turned out because George fell down the stairs and dislocated right. his shoulder. That I'm a fan of. Um. But yeah, I. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fact that they slept together, but I'm also a fan of drama when I'm watching a drama series and that's peak, peak drama. So that's for sure. Drama. It definitely furthers the plot. Um, so then we meet Callie Torres. Yo, she's trying to fuck. She is. I love her so much. I'm just going to spoil it. She's a character on the show. So there you go. Spoiler That's a character on the show now. Um, this is one of the other things you predicted correctly. I think it was at the mid season. You said before season two was over, we would meet. No, you asked me if we were going to get a new character. Anyways, so yes, we do. It's Callie. Um, she's a main character on the show now. Not now. Like she starts as being like a reoccurring character, but eventually she'll be a regular character. Now I do want to say this, um, because we're going to see this character a lot. Callie Torres. In this show, the fictional character um, is a, I don't want to say cisgendered, but she's a female. The actor, Sarah Ramirez, has since come out as uh, non-binary. So I'm going to try my, but when, we've, when referring to Callie, I'm going to say she, but when referring to the actor, I'm going to say they, because that is, those are their pronouns. So I just wanted to say that now because I want to make sure I don't forget to say it as I'm sure we will see this character many times and discuss yeah. at length. So that's just speaking, so you know. speaking of, uh, the, the inclusion of, of gender equality and, and, and that movement in general, I didn't realize that there were two new letters added. There's it's LGBTQIA. Yeah. Plus I didn't know yeah. the I and the A were new to me. I, um, what was I watching the other night? Um, Oh, it was on the morning show. And they were talking about it, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what is, what's the IA? I didn't realize this. So it's intersex and asexual. I did not, I did not know were added to that list. I, I still was referring it to, referring to it as the LGBTQ plus community. So it's the I LGBTQIA. Um, I don't, I think I is intersex, maybe, and A is yeah. allies. No, is I, I looked it up. The, the I is intersex, the A is asexual. Ah, okay. Um, so I think there is still um, a large group of people who who wouldn't fault you for just saying LGBTQ plus because the plus um, encompasses all of the, because there's even with INA there's still such a range on the spectrum of all right, the different um, right. orientations and and such. But yes, that is um, uh, yes that uh, I have seen that many places. But I, again, I think if you see the plus, it uh, it often encompasses all, all, op, all things I relevant. Love we love inclusion here at Gray's Academy. Um, I did. I wrote these down. I skipped it because I got excited about Callie. Um, but I skipped these quotes because I get annoyed at Izzy because she's like, "If you can't fix this, I'm going to be on George's side." It's just like, again, they don't have all the information. 
again, I'll say it again. I do think Meredith took advantage of the situation. She wanted to feel better and she picked the wrong person to try and make her feel better. Yes. And I think you know that Meredith made a mistake when even Christina is like, he's the weaker kid and you don't beat up on weaker kids. Um, and she, she even says he has been in love with you since day one. And there's no way you didn't know that, which is what I am saying. Like, there's no way she didn't know. Like, even if you ignore him and never think of him that way, you still know. Yeah. It was interesting to see. Well, in the same scene. So it's like, Hey, like you fucked up. How did you not know? We all do stupid shit. We all do. Yeah, mean I, shit. I think that's a good summation of their relationship because she's like, this is like, you did a bad thing, but also because of the relationship and like how they're just like, so there for each other. She's like, we all do terrible things. And then Chris Meredith says, thank you. And Christina says, you're welcome because she's still trying to be like you, like it's, it wasn't, you know, we all make mistakes and we all have done terrible things in our lives. So it's not like unforgivable, but also you did fuck up, but I will also, Oh, she's, it's kind of her, like the opposite of Izzy where she's like, I'll be on your side, but just so you know, this was bad. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. I think you can do that, but yeah, for sure. I, I also, I guess because I have hindsight of knowing that the show has gone on and I know that there are people in the show who, who last a long time. I don't think that in this moment, they did a good job of writing. Oh my gosh, is the friend group gonna? Is the friend group gonna gonna break up? Ooh. I didn't really get that at all either. I don't know if that was something that people. If you thought that when you were first watching the show and it was live, like, oh, is this how George leaves the show or whatever? Like, does he? He's no. He can't do this. Oh, does he leave? Or you know, I don't know. I I didn't once get those vibes. So if I you got those vibes, let like us know. Maybe George will stop being so annoying about Meredith, or just start maybe. being annoying about Meredith in a new way. in a worse way mixing it up um so yeah we get callie she's hitting on george distracting him pops his shoulder right back in without telling him and and she's like oh it's better if you don't see it coming um she's a badass i just love her so much this character is amazing and one of my faves over the Grey's anatomy times i liked her you're the you're the heart in the elevator guy oh um, and then speaking of elevators, we get a freaking Derek and Meredith elevator moment. Ugh, this I'm sick and tired of this. Fucking shot. Oh my god, Derek. It's so like read the room. I wrote that down. Read the room. This is not the moment. Like she's actually upset. You can cool it with your like hyper obsessed with her. I can have my cake and eat it too bullshit. Yep. It's yep. so annoying. And and she's like, oh, I might lose all my friends. And he says, well, you won't lose me. And she says, you're not my friend. And she's not being like cutesy. She's like, you're not my friend. We And he's like, well, I could be. She's like, how? How could we? Be? And, but he's still trying to be cutesy about it. And she's literally so upset. She's, she's like, like tears in how, her eyes about to cry. Friends? Yeah. Like, I, And probably also in her mind, she's like, I potentially am losing friends because I'm sad about you. So you're just the way you're ruining my life is seeping into every single corner of my existence. Yeah, so let me fix this by going on a fucking walk with you with my dog in the park right by where on the hiking trail by your fucking airstream, you two million dollar a year asshole with Addison looking hot and having to give herself poison oak on her vajayjay because of you. Yeah, idiot. He's the worst. He's just the worst. 
So anyways, I hated that. Um, <laughs> Izzy back with Denny again. He's just hitting on her. Alex sees he's mad about it. He hates it. He's annoyed. Um, Dr. Bailey pages Derek and he's like, you need to talk to Addison. You need to listen. Just stand here and listen. Do you understand? And he goes, I'm not mentally challenged. And she goes, well, I'm not so sure about that. And I just love her so much. It's really funny. This, the scene that comes next is actually, um, yeah, gave me a little bit of hope for them. Honestly, I actually wrote that. I feel like it's some kind of a breakthrough question mark because it's definitely the most movement in any direction we've seen for their relationship. It's the first time we really see them smile together because of the other person. Like Derek has smiled and Addison has smiled, but it's never them causing the smile really to the other person. Yeah. They're something external together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, is it, are we even now? Is it enough? Have I repaid my debt to society? And then he just laughs and they have a moment and it's not terrible, but I still hate him. Um, now George has decided he is mad that Meredith didn't tell Christina. <laughs> I want to punch him in the face. Um, and then Christina's like, you've just got to stop. The pity thing is garbage. Like, stop trying to get everyone to feel bad for you. And then she says one of my favorite lines ever. If you want crappy things to stop happening to you, then stop accepting crap and demand something more. You know what? That's good advice. It's great advice. Put it on a t-shirt. Tattoo it on your arm. Write it on your mirror. It's true. You deserve more. I'm just glad that he finally got called out for his, like, pity party bullshit. Fucking... stop pouting in the in the the everywhere you go you're just such a sad even when he was getting his shoulder uh thing he was like "Mm, mm, yeah i'm a little i'm a little punk bitch Mm -hmm." yeah um so this is when amy leaves because she's quote unquote not strong enough and they're like wow you're garbage and she's like yes goodbye and then he almost dies and she still leaves and again i just don't understand how you're not sad like i don't you don't follow up you just you're just never gonna talk to me you're not even gonna see if he didn't die i i actually i thought um he was going to die and i was like dang so the last thing that he's gonna remember before he dies is you breaking (laughs) up with him shonda you're a cold-hearted bitch um but then he lives and then he just gets sad more (laughs) <laughs> I lived yeah, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. I hope you never call her, man. Never call I also her. Hope that. Um so uh miraculously Dr. Burke is actually able to pull him through the surgery because I mean George says Dr. Burke is a miracle worker or something along those lines. Um then we get a very lovely scene between George and Olivia. Um where George is like, oh, his fiance left her, and she says sounds like he dodged a bullet if she can't love him back the way he loves her then she doesn't deserve him that's a nice moment and then george kind of reflects on that for a moment and he he does a right the right thing he apologizes to her and he's like if this is how i made you feel like that's i'm sorry like that was wrong and i appreciate that he sees that he was in the wrong when it came to olivia and that he verbalizes it 
and it apologizes. So a lot of times in life, I feel like people think apologies can be unspoken if you just start being nice to someone. And that's not the case. In yeah, my opinion, definitely. I think definitely oftentimes verbalize it. Even if you think they know that you're sorry, it's still good to say it so that you know that they know. It's like the phrase, it goes without saying. It's my least favorite phrase in the entire world because <laughs> nothing can go without saying. I guess if you did this, right, you flip someone yeah. off. It goes without saying that they're saying fuck you, right? Yeah. But if, if yeah, if there's just a moment, don't – and this is life advice in general, right? Yeah. If you're thinking about people that you've uh, lost in your life – uh, loved ones who have who have died. If you anyone could die of a, I could die of a brain aneurysm right in the middle of this recording, right? That would be traumatic for me. So if you couldn't, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I I couldn't control it. But it's the true. thing is, is just say say the things that are on your mind. It yeah. doesn't go without saying. So fuck that phrase. And if you love that phrase, fuck you. Also, though, it's weird because people always say it goes without saying, and then they say the thing that they think goes right. without saying. <laughs> it's like when people say no offense, and then they say something wildly offensive. Um, or I couldn't care less, and then they say how they could care less. Don't say it. Stupid. Anyways. Well, it bothers me when people say I could care less because that's just saying it wrong. The phrase is right. I could not Sorry. care less. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's bothers me when people just say it wrong. Which is one of those really common things that people say, we get mixed up all the time. Anyways, tangent. Okay. This is yeah, let's nip get... that in the butt. Uh, bud. That's the joke. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay. Vice versa. Verse visa. <laughs> oh, I said ways. last night, I said last night, oh, how the turntables. And Michael's parents do not watch The Office, so for a moment before I explained it, they just thought I was an idiot. Um, hey, Kelsey, what are you trying to say? I can. <laughs> I wish like, I could have seen that. No, she was just like, I, the table's turned, and I was like, no, it's from The Office. <laughs> and then I explained You should have sent her the scene. <laughs> um, anyways, so, um... This is when George is being dramatic and packs his stuff. Wait, and it's wait. so dumb. I can't think about the office without thinking about the scene where they're uh, where they're drinking wine. I think at his house, and he goes, "Oh, that is reminiscent." <laughs> for dinner party. Yeah, for the dinner it's party. Such a good episode. And then um, such a good episode. Uh, Jim Jim goes, "Of what?" <laughs> and he goes. I'm old grapes it's so good that is reminiscent fuck and he's also very good in the morning show by the way oh, i'm sorry how the turntables have Any, anyways continue turn. i'm sorry um okay so um then then we get the flashback and it is not a good time it is uncomfortable to watch very uncomfortable so bad it is so bad so bad so bad and again no i don't think anyone was being malicious um, I feel for both people in this scenario, obviously Meredith was upset. She made a poor choice. She was unfortunately drunk and she made a poor choice. As Alex said, she often does. Um, and when George asks her why basically, and I honestly, like, I feel like her explanation 
is fair. She's like, I didn't know that I didn't want to. She was it, in my mind. I thought, you know, maybe I've just been overlooking this. Maybe it's been right here in front of me the whole time and it's going to be great and perfect and work out. But all this baggage has just happened. She's still dealing with Derek. She just saw her dad. She has the whole Mark showed up. Like there's so many underlying emotions that truly had jack shit to do with George. And again, I feel for him. He has every right to have his feelings hurt and be heartbroken and be sad, but it's not malicious intent. And I just in a court of law. Um, but yeah, I just think it's if honestly, I, I'm, I said he was being dramatic by moving out, but I also feel like it might be justified because it's probably really uncomfortable to live there in that situation. However, I don't really think either of them are making an effort to like talk through it. Meredith says, let's just go back to the way things are, which is unrealistic. Right? Oh yeah. hundred percent back to it, but you would have to put an effort and like talk through and like make, make do things to make the other person feel comfortable again. Um, but George, doesn't want to try that. And again, it's fine. I feel like it's justified that he wouldn't want to live there anymore, but I still don't truly understand the way he's acting. So he's, he's acting like he was in the middle of having sex with the girl that he's been in love with for a very long time. And in the middle of it, in the throes, she starts cry laughing because of how upset she is and says, you're close to finishing, right? Like, just go ahead and do this. And it's just so, it's not good. It's just, there's no way to, to spin this. I think where anyone could feel good about it. There's no winning. No. And they do a great, this is, I think a really great scene that the actors had to pull together because you don't feel good about either of them. I think you don't feel good that George is in the middle of this knowing he's not an idiot. He is he like, okay, he's an idiot, but he's not intellectually an idiot. Not in in this situation. Like he knows what's happening enough. Exactly. As far as the Derek stuff goes, he didn't, yes, he didn't know about the dad stuff, which is another layer on top of it, but he knows enough. And I, I understand the concept of being like, you deserve better and I can treat you better. But also here's the thing. He goes and gives her this big speech and then she immediately is like, okay, let's sleep together. I think if he truly loved her the way he says he does, he would be like, no, I'm not going to sleep with you right now. Like, I just want to be here for you and then we'll get there when we get there. But he's right. too in his head about like the obsession and like the hyper fixation on her that he's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, let's fuck. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And Again, then poor choices all around. Oh, yeah. And then so and, and then the other thing, too, is I actually I'm glad that they didn't continue. I'm glad that she didn't just like go through with all of it and then say I didn't actually want that because that's a very different conversation. Yeah. I'm glad that she at least vocalized in the moment. Well, she didn't really say no, like I can't do this. Yeah. George just implied it through her crying and her crazy craziness. Like all of the emotions finally, her not being crazy. It is crazy, but she is not crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It, it great acting from the whole, from the whole team. Yeah. Very good. Very for being such like in a way, like horrible scene. It's also very, a great scene. Um, 
Also, I'm about to get uh, horrendous thunderstorms again, so let's hope the power doesn't go out 700 All right. times. Well, we're um, almost done, we're almost so let's done. go ahead and... Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Izzy's getting all dressed up and I think we're supposed to think she's going out with Alex, but obviously she's going to go break all the hospital rules and go hang out with Denny, which is super inappropriate and super not allowed, but it's fine. She's yeah. just going to do it anyways. Illegal. Um, Keith asks Dr. Burke, he wakes up, he asks Dr. Burke for Amy and she's like, she's not here, but you are. And that's what's important. And I think that's a nice, it's true. And it's a nice sentiment. And again, you deserve someone who can't. I forgot to mention this. When Christina, when Amy says she's leaving and Christina goes, so the in sickness and in health, you were just going to leave that out of your vows, which is correct. You don't yes. leave someone because it's literally why it's in there. So think about that before you get married, kids. Yeah. Or adults. If you're old <laughs> like them, like you made a point of saying early in the <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, so... Callie sees George outside the hospital and hits on him and gives him her number. And she's like, oh, call me. Yes. Let's Which, do it. Good for her. But also how could I don't understand why anyone would like George, but it's fine. Um, well, he had a heart surgery in the middle of an elevator, so he's irresistible. Um, then Burke sees George. <laughs> Did you see this coming? I said, I out loud, I was like, there's no way he's about to say, hey, come at my place. There's no way. And then he does it. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then Christina's so reaction funny. is priceless. So funny. This is such like the combination of Bert, Christina and George is like, you never would have thought you would get to see that interaction. And now that's you get it. So it's so funny. And I love when Burke says, He's your friend and he needed our help. And she goes, are his problems surgical? <laughs> it's he goes, so no. funny. And she says, then technically he does not need our help. So um, very funny. Um, and then they're cuddling and Bert goes, you're a good person. And she goes, no, I'm not. And I just think it's so cute. I love them it is so cute. much. It was a very cute scene. And then George from the other room goes, good night. Oh. Can you imagine? I would just. No, I can't. I can't imagine Jessica and I being in the room. And then the other room, George goes, good night. Idiot. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, fucking Meredith and Derek bullshit being friends, walking the dog annoying. And I hate it. Dumb. So dumb. So we're mad about it. Do you, do we think Addison has been told like, what's your assumption at this point? No. Okay, so here's... I know last episode, and this is where I want to end with a prediction. Yeah. Last episode, I said, talk to me after this next one so I can make a prediction. Here is my official before the end of season two prediction. Derek and Meredith are actually going to become more of friends. And they're going to hang out. But Addison won't know until she knows Okay. The Derek and Meredith relationship is going to be an aneurysm and then it's going to explode <laughs> and it may actually kill Derek and Addison. And okay. then in the in the fire of that argument and they will be yelling. It's going to be intense. She will tell Derek that she loved Mark and they were together for a long time before and after he saw them. And it's going to it's gonna be a giant thing, and it's going to be the end of the episode, maybe a two-part episode, or maybe it's the end of season two, and that's where they end. 
Okay, perfect. I love that. It's my full um, prediction. Can I also get a prediction on the Alex and Izzy situation? Uh, yes. So within the next three episodes, Alex is going to tell Izzy that he wants to do this again and she's going to turn him down. Like Alex is going to say, I want to try this again, like for uh-huh. real. And she's going to say no. Um, and then also uh, the George. It's just George. What's he going to do? I predict that by the end of next episode, he will find a place to live that's not Burke's apartment. Burke and Christina's apartment. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I think that's it, right? We're done. Yeah, him and Callie, him and Callie will have sex within the next five episodes. The next five episodes. Okay. So that's by the end of the season. Yeah, that's like the end of the season. Are there five episodes left in the season? Um, actually, I think there might be more than that. Twenty episodes in the season. Because this was a really long season because they added the extra episodes from the season one. Um, and you're not telling me numbers. Hold on. I'll tell you numbers. One, 19, two, three, 20, four, five, 20, six. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. So there's actually uh, eight, eight more. more episodes. So good times. Okay. So, okay. Solid predictions. Why don't you rate this episode? Resident three. Okay. That's it. Just an even I'm three. I'm actually going to do a fellow. I think it's a four. I think as much as I am so annoyed with George throughout the entire thing, I think it's so well done. That it's a four for me. Um, again, same kind of with Derek. Like I hate him, but it for it moves everything forward the way it needs to, and it also kind of seems like it would be the natural progression of like what would happen. Um, I just hate a lot of it, um, but I love the Christina and George dynamic that we get because it's not one we see very often. Yeah, and then also um, the Alex and Meredith chats are always fun to see, um, and then it's just a great episode. Lots of Addison and lots of Doctor Bailey two of my faves so there's a lot of good things in this episode it's just i think for me now that i've seen a bomb explode with a human um (laughs) and you see uh, a train crash and it's a pole going through two people and they you know have to choose one or the other like those to me those are the episodes where it's dramatic there's a lot of fucking shit the, the medically the drama is not in this one truthfully this the drama in this one is strictly personal yeah, there is yeah. not medical drama on top of it, but the writing fear though, not there will be medical drama yet again. Yeah, no, obviously the the um the me- the the interpersonal drama and the writing drama in this episode is yeah. actually very good. If I could separate those two, that's probably where I'm getting my average. Uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna give this probably. Uh, a med student. I'm going to give it a one for medical drama. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five uh, yeah. and attending for personal drama. And it's going to average out to a three. And that's what I'm looking at. That this. tracks. I like that. Um, okay. Well, I think that's it. We've, we've covered everything. Um, I did not forget to do living in Shondaland. So yay me. No, you did not. I'm so um, proud of you. So what a day. What a victory. Um, so yeah, we'll just end it by saying thanks again, you guys, so much for listening. We appreciate it. I know we say this every time, but we're not lying. We do appreciate it. We we watch on our um, distribution platform all the numbers every week, and we correspond about it, and we really love to see um, how much you guys are listening and sharing, and it, we really appreciate it, and we love it when new people find us. 
So if you do have a second to share, um, we would appreciate that. If you have a second to leave a review or a rating that helps as well. Um, so yes, thank you so much for listening. And I know this, these last episodes of season two are really going to pick up and take off here. And I'm thrilled for all of us to go on that journey together. (laughs) Um, but remember if you do see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilers, no spoilies. Don't even think about it. Don't even email us at grazeacademypod at gmail.com right. and spoil it. Uh, also, don't leave us a five-star <laughs> review and spoil it. Leave us a five-star review. Just don't spoil it. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see you all in the next one.